and we are live. Good evening, my Bitcoin friends from around the world. It is 6pm here in the United Kingdom. I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin master, back as always with my regular Bitcoin show every Monday and every Thursday at 6pm uh, UK time. It is great to have you all with me. Um, I'm not going to mess around with this one because I know my guest time is valuable. So without further ado, step one. Do your research. Don't listen to anything I've got to say. Very important. Uh, once you look at Bitcoin, you get in that rabbit hole and you decide if it's right for you. It's a new asset. It's emerging. It's volatile. And you've got to know if you're prepared to lose anything you purchase. So please don't listen to me. Do your own research. Secondly, Check out all of my work, ukbitcoinmaster.com and obviously bitcoininterviews.com is where you will find all the interviews that I've done today, including this one once it is finished. And finally, for those that want to drop a tip, there is my tipping.me address. As I've said a million times before, I don't run this show for any type of financial gain. It is very simply to educate those that want to listen on what I've learned about Bitcoin. But certain people have reached out and said, how do we drop you a tip. So if you want to drop a tip, that is where you can do it. Let me get that out of the way. Don't forget, please like this video. Please share it. Retweet it out. I would greatly appreciate it. And um, yeah, thanks for being here. Um, without further ado, I want to get right into uh, my talking about my guest. Now, before I do, I'm going to make an apology because I did not want to miss anything out on the introduction to this guest that I've been absolutely waiting to talk with for a couple of months now, ever since we arranged it. And I'm really excited. I'm trying to not burst, actually. So today I'm talking with Jeff Booth. Uh, Jeff Booth is an entrepreneur. He's a technology leader and the author of The Price of Tomorrow, Why Deflation is the Key to an Abundant Future. Uh, Jeff was the co-founder and CEO of Build Direct, a technology company designed to simplify the building industry, which he led for close to 20 years. He did that throughout the dot-com crash the 2008 financial crisis, and many waves of technological disruption uh, since. He took the company to more than 500 million in market cap, which in my book counts as a success. And I'm sure in your book, you would say that's pretty successful uh, as well. In his book, The Price of Tomorrow, uh, Jeff provides great historical context. He talks of financial policies that have led the to the current state of the US economy. And he provides great insight into how we may be, may be able to um, enable a brighter future for our children if we only open our eyes. Jeff has been featured in Forbes, TechCrunch, Inc.com, Fast Company, Entrepreneur, Bloomberg, Time and Wall Street Journal, to name a handful. And in 2016, Goldman Sachs named Jeff amongst its top 100 most intriguing entrepreneurs. Jeff is also the founding partner of Audio Labs, the co-founder of AddyInvest.com and non, uh, Knock Knock, I'm sorry. He's an also an advisor, mentor to numerous startups and serves on the board of uh, Terramira, ter sorry, Spud, Easy Robot and more. If I'm absolutely honest with you people, I really can't wait to get into my conversation with Jeff today. So strap yourself in, people. I'm looking forward to this. And without further ado, let's dive in and welcome Jeff Booth to the show. Jeff, great to have you with us today. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. I hope the intro was okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Who, who was that that you introed? 
<laughs> well, there you go. Uh, just uh, another Bitcoiner, which is absolutely superb. Um, seriously, it's great to have you in the house, uh, Jeff. Um, I'm going to say right now, I've I've watched pretty well every pod you've been on with people like Preston and, and Greg Foss and the like and, and the deep discussions you have around, you know, the technology world, where it's going, how, how everything's going crazy, deflation and everything else. For me personally, coming as a, a regular you know, regular guy, working class background, never been in finance before, um, a lot of it goes over my head. But I always take something from it that makes me think I am in the right place by being in Bitcoin. And, and I think we've all got our place. We've all got to learn at our own pace. Um, so it is great to have you on the show, Jeff. And I just want to kick off for our audience by just asking you, if you wouldn't mind, share a little bit about your background, you know, growing up in Canada, etc. And then obviously how that led to you getting yourself into business as opposed to having a, a job. Um, so I'll, I'll skip over some of the stuff, and, uh, but, uh, but grew up modest middle middle class family um lots of love in the house everything mm. else and gave me an advantage in kind of um would say i had all the things i needed yeah we didn't have a lot of money or anything but i had the most important things i uh, and and i decided um to i actually dropped out of university because it was it felt too slow to me okay um <laughs> and and I, and I went into business, and yeah. I first went into real estate, and then I then I ended up doing quite quite well in there. Then I then I bought a real estate company, uh, then I then I founded a building company, um, and then I uh, then I founded an online company when I saw what was happening in technology. I was found uh, started an o- online distribution company in building supplies, um, and done and since that just kind of been immersed in technology and how fast technology is moving. Um, so, um, but that path that I didn't know when I, when I started, it just, it kind of, it, I wanted to move fast. I wanted to get into business and that, yeah. and, and that path took me into a whole bunch of different areas where effectively I th- thought I can use technology to deliver better value for other people. Was this build um, direct? Was this build direct you're referring that, to? So that was that was build direct. It came out of a problem, right? right. And the problem was was I in my building company. I failed to deliver the house on time because the supply chain was so broken. Okay. And it's the problem that most people deal with when they're dealing with, and, and essentially they're trusting somebody like me to be able to manage a broken process. Hmm. So I decided to build a company that could solve that that problem for people. And that was that was uh, and that was in '99. I started that technology company mm. using technology mm. to make it more efficient. Right. The learning through Build Direct, through that learning of kind of what was happening in technology, um, put me in. I was in, in 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 kind of the boardrooms of all of the major companies as as these companies were Google, Facebook, everything else. As these companies were being formed, turned into many friends in these companies. Mm. That uh, mm. that. Um, and to see what was happening around around the world, kind of a front seat at, at, at that technology change and what it meant. Yeah. It, it so it wasn't just Build Direct; it was a whole bunch of other companies that I'm either investor in or on boards of. And it, but 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 allowed me to see kind of my own mistakes, what I thought and and, and changes, yeah. and uh, and what was happening in kind of at a greater greater world. So it provided. I, I would say I'm fortunate, crazy fortunate, 
that I've been at the front seat of uh, what was happening with technology around the world, and it provides lots of opportunities. Mm. Um, that would be, and, and that led me to write the book. Right. And, 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 and it led me to write the book because of one simple premise. All of the technology that I was using to make other people's lives better. Remember, an entrepreneur doesn't is, is not successful unless people use their product. Absolutely. And 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 the use of the things that we use today, Google, Facebook, my company, is is driving technology to to make your life better. That's mm -hmm. why we use it. So we're all voting for technology. Um, through our actions every day and that technology gives us more for less it drives pricing down and gives us more for less in everything we use it for this this interview right now we couldn't have done this interview like this um 10 years ago no definitely so, not <clears throat> so we can see it all around us and it's it is moving exponentially and i could not put it, i could not understand why if that was true which it was clearly true why prices weren't falling around the world, right? Everywhere, yeah. And and our times and our time being saved as a result, and so I couldn't figure that out. And so, it, it, and when I say I couldn't figure it out, I get really curious about something that I can't figure out, and I want to chase it down to the ground. Yeah, sure. <laughs> in fact, it. Yeah. in fact, in, in fact, that's what an entrepreneur does. Yeah, they look at a world that is is working one way, and they say, "Wait, why is it working this way? It should work this way." And they create a new world yep. or they create um and so um and if people if people move to that new direction the, the the adventure is successful if they don't it's not successful um so so i couldn't understand why uh, why prices weren't falling everywhere um and on the chase to why i understand why prices weren't falling everywhere um i i realized first i talked about it for a long time and uh, and with anybody who would listen um, government, friends in technology, everyone who would listen. I'd, it was like a 10-year, why won't people uh, talk about this? Mm. Um, and then I decided I got mad enough and I wrote the book because, because I realized we were on a collision course, collision course for humanity of two systems fighting each other. Yeah. One, a monetary system that we live in that requires prices to always go up or it fails, and one a technology technology that was competing against that, trying to make prices go down, and and so and and so that was the thesis of the book that I wrote, and what would happen on the collision course of these two of these two massive forces in our lives, yeah, and us in us living in one system while measuring everything happening from another system. So did you? Did you write the book before you discovered Bitcoin then? So I, I actually had bought Bitcoin before uh, okay. before I wrote the book. But as you know, the book only has a paragraph about Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's because because I'm constantly curious about what else what else could provide the transition. And I was curious even when I wrote the book. Right. Maybe I was and, and I was thinking, OK, maybe I'm wrong on Bitcoin. Maybe it could maybe maybe it can be solved in a number of different ways. Mm. Um, and so, uh, so, and I would say since writing the book, just about everything as you, as you know, is played out exactly as written in the book. Yep. Um, yep. And, and it's made me, and, and what I've realized is, and I don't actually believe today that there is another solution other than Bitcoin. 
I don't. That, that could be a bridge to the other side. Uh, we can explain, we can uh, walk in uh, why, but the world needs a bridge to the other side from one system to another system mm. because this system we're in cannot allow deflation. But, dis but deflation is a natural phenomenon out, out of technology moving faster and faster. Mm. So the system we're in has to concentrate more wealth and more inequality, has to. And, that, and, and when that's not enough, it has to take more and more control. Um, mathematically, it has to. Yeah. And, 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 and so, so and, and it can't change itself. Mm. There's, no, there's no politician that can stand, uh, stand up and say, we're going to allow deflation. Because if you allow deflation, the entire system, it, it, what we believe is money is only credit. And, and so if you allow deflation into that system, yeah. the credit just resets, everything collapses. And so, so these are, these are, these are hard times for humanity to go through because we're, we have this pending collapse on an existing system that is going to collapse in one of two way, one or two or three ways, but it's going to collapse no matter what. You see, when I say this to people, they think I'm brain dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? no, you're, uh, you're, you're, just, you're just way in front of it. You're just way, and it actually doesn't matter whether you're working class, whether you're, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're actually, if you're capable of actually just exploring, is technology, should technology save our time? Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. And, and we can see every day it should, it does then why have we designed a system that must rise, raise prices against that? Because it's, essentially it's manipulation mm. and that manipulation must expand. When you have manipulation or, or corruption in yeah. base layer money, yeah. and base layer money is just a trade of our time. Mm. It's just an abstract concept for our time. Actually, we don't want more money. We want more of what we think money will get us, which is more mm. time, Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, it's the one asset that will... No, no, no one's got enough of, and we can't stop it. <laughs> you know, TikTok exactly. ne next minute. <laughs> yeah, so we want more. So we want more time. And then, and 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 what's happening is, so when you corrupt base layer money and you corrupt our time as a result, you could look out at the entire world, and you could say, what must happen? What would the world look like if somebody is allowed, or if a number of people are allowed to corrupt our time and our money? And if you look out through that lens of what that looks like, <clears throat> you could see a reflection of that coming back at you in the world. And that's what it, that's what it looks like. So you must have, if you have corruption and base layer money, you must, as a byproduct, have corruption everywhere. But how, uh, sorry to, to, to put in, how do, how do we, how do we create that bridge to those people, the masses out there that, you know, ultimately, you know, as, as a working class guy, you know, I want as many working class people to try and wake up to, you know, what's going on. But the problem we've got, and we already know this, is that the masses, the 90%, 80-20 rule, whatever you want to call it, you know, they are blinded by the narrative that the mainstream media spin, um, that the government are going to protect them and the government are going to look after them. And, you know, I just think maybe we won't ever change those types of people. Maybe... I, I sure, I, I sure hope so. I, 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 I sure hope um, people like you, why I come on shows like uh, that you're doing is you're doing that job. And whether it's one person, 10 people, whether the one person that you connect with then, then brings on 3000 people, um, all of these things 
move more people to open their eyes to what's happening. How do you make a uh, difference one person at a time? It, it, that, and that's, that's it, by the way, it, what was, it was Margaret Mead's quote, uh, quote the only, it, uh, it, it, a very few change the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and what's happening is, is, is those people are expanding and that's actually mm. what's happening on Bitcoin. The price is just a reflection. Yeah. I think it's, it, I said a long time ago, it's a lagging indicator of the price is a lagging indicator of people's understanding of money. I love the thought. I love the fact that when you go on, when I watch you on podcasts, the, the beautiful thing now, when I got in in 2017, the beautiful, it was all Bitcoin price, Bitcoin price, Bitcoin price. I can watch a 90 minute, two hour pod now and nobody even mentions the price. It is all about the fundamentals, how it's changing the world, what's going on in governments. That's what I love about it. You know, for me, Bitcoin's like a done deal. Um, it is literally now how that is going to change the world over time that excites me. So, so now let's let's investigate. Let's go to, down to the depth of why don't some people see it? Yeah, right. And so you say the masses that don't see it. So, and and let's just break that down from um, inflation, whether it's two percent inflation, five percent inflation, twenty percent inflation, mm. is is theft. Yeah, right. Nobody votes for inflation. So, and why does that theft exist? Because that theft must exist in a monetary system, on a credit-based monetary system that must grow forever. Yeah. But it is a it is a theft, mm. and so there's a whole bunch of people that believe falsely that 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 you you must design a system around that theft for a productive economy, right. and it's simply untrue. But people don't see it. Mm. Okay. Now you have theft, but you have now you have theft in base layer money yeah. that people don't see. And, and instead of questioning, do I have theft in, in money, they question, should that theft be 2% or 5% or 10%, yeah. right? What level of theft should yeah. it be? So if you have that, if you have, uh, if you have theft in uh, uh, money and theft in time, then that must expand over time and it has to get worse and worse, uh, worse and worse. But as it gets worse, because what you're really doing is you're taking from the most, you're taking from the most disadvantaged. Because inflation pushes up asset prices. Um, inflate the one side of inflation, the other side is wage deflation. Hmm. So or savings deflation. So the people yes, that your don't money. Have, yep. exactly. So the people that don't have um, assets, the people that are most left out, it's like and I said said this on a numerous podcast, it's like Robin Hood in reverse. You're going to pick the pockets of the people, middle class and poor, hmm. to give to the rich. Yep. Um, and, and then, but the middle class and poor now let's investigate why they don't, they see it because they're living in poverty mm. and they're living in, and they're living in fear and they're living in, um, and when people live in fear, it's easy to blame somebody else for, for their fear. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so, so, and it, 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 it's, it's really terrible because it actually manifests on itself. It gets worse and worse and worse. And because there's always more people at the bottom of the pyramid than there are at the top of the pyramid. What typically happens when you get here is you have revolutions and wars mm. that reset everything yep. and they start, start again. History and shown us that. <laughs> exactly. And we, you see it throughout history mm. that that's where what's happening. That's what's going to happen on the existing policy. And it's, and, and all of those people that will be, that will, will easily be fooled into it's their fault. Yeah. It's not, it, um, 
it's a system problem and it's a system problem that must continue to down, down this path. But you can, I can totally understand it. If somebody, if somebody feels like so left out mm. that they'll turn to anything yeah. to be able to, um, uh, to be able to, to live. And so, so that's what's, that's what's happening. And they'll turn to the same, they'll turn to different, different people in power that'll say, that'll cr create, create enemies within the, within a country saying, it's not your fault. It's those people's fault. Mm. Um, and those people will get elected and they'll use the exact same policy by printing more money to pick put people's pockets faster. I've said this all through my adult life um, on a basic level. When you look at government, um, the party trying to win an election, they'll tell you everything that you want to hear to vote them in. And they absolutely know that they can't come through on them. And then they'll just hopefully keep their noses clean until they get out and then the next party come in. And it's this pendulum that sw swung backwards and forwards through all of my 40-odd years adult life. Do you know what I mean? And uh, th none of them are going to come through for the people because, you know, I'm getting this now, Jeff. It's taken me, like, f to 62 years of age. Well, no, that's not true. I've been in this for nearly five years. But it's taken me all this time to understand that, you know, prices going up is is theft like you say you know your purchasing power of whatever currency you're holding is just diminishing over time and the simple thing that i say to people is look your purchasing power is going down over time hold some bitcoin because of the way it's set up its scarcity etc over time that's going to give you more purchasing power is that a fair thing to say to someone it it is, but it, it it is, but it's actually way bigger than it's way bigger than that. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And 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 I you know that, but that bridge that essentially. So if it, if go back to your comment about governments, it actually doesn't matter who's in power because if somebody would say if somebody tried to get elected and said I won't distort money, yep. I will not let the central bank distort money, then the entire economy would collapse and every bank would fail. So no politician can say that no matter what. Yeah. And we all want to believe, and that's actually why I think it's a we problem rather than a they problem. Right. We all want to believe that we can get more for more than we can from government. So we will elect the person who promises us more. Hmm. It's our short-term nature that, that, that based on a system that requires more and more hidden theft hmm. in a system allows government to get away on itself and keep doing that. And so you have these giant resets later on in kind of every 80 years where your world goes through world war to be able to reset uh, currencies based on what we're based on what we're talking about. But it's mm -hmm. because because we either want to believe we can get more than government can pay. Yeah. It can't can't deliver. And so we'll vote for the person who can't says they can and not and and we don't realize that they're hiding most of the revenue in theft and taking from some people to enrich others. We don't realize that mm. um, because it's not clear. So we don't vote for it, but it's hidden into the financial layer. Mm. That's one reason. And the, one, the other reason um, it, it is it, it's way easier to blame a system problem, to not investigate a system problem and blame it has to be somebody's fault mm. than, than, than our own. And so, so, so the momentum of human nature 
keeps on re putting this into a system into a system problem and you fix a system problem in the exact same way you fixed it before and you built inflation into into code or into into the monetary layer and it gets worse and worse bitcoin is the bridge to the other side in that if you measured your world in bitcoin yeah um it, most people think it's pricing going up in bitcoin what it really is, is everything's coming down against Bitcoin and it will forever. Yep. That's what it really is. Yep. It's what, what you'll see is everything I wrote about. It's a deflationary system. It's because of the hard cap. What it's, what it's showing is the technology pricing, everything will fall in prices uh, against it forever. That's and, and but, but we, we, we get caught measuring our existing system from the system instead of measuring it from the new system right. and so that's what when i talk about the bridge to the other side bitcoin is the bridge to the other side and a lot of people like yourself already can start to see okay my purchasing power is going up all the time or prices are falling against that in bitcoin and i denominate that what else would that mean how much freedom do i have how much how much more time do i have what will that look like what what will, will the world look like as more and more people make that transition and it's really powerful. It's really powerful, exciting. Well, I'll be honest with you. Like I said, I, I knew we were going to do the show and I uh, read your book. Well, I'm a listener, actually, so I listened to it on Audible. Um, and I went through it once. And, you know, for me, it was like loads of it went over my head, but there was certain parts that stuck. And then I went through it again the second time this week. And then you start to pick up a little bit more. And I think that if you, whoever you are, if you are open to learning it's just amazing what you can learn. When I got into Bitcoin, you know, the first one of the first audio books I listened to, for goodness sake, was The Creature from Jekyll Island. I mean, crikey, <laughs> you know, that was a baptism of fire with, from Edward G. Griffin. Do you know what I mean? And, and you know, since then, the amount of audio books that I've listened to from yours through to, you know, Canute's through to uh, Nick Bartia's Layered Money, and we can all learn something and we can all now, by the way you come from, look, I left school at 15 with no qualifications. I hated academia. And yet I always say that if I can learn about this, anyone can. You've just got to want to. And I think the masses don't want to. Like, I think the masses just want to be taken care of by the governments. They see prices are going up and it's like they want to moan about it, but not learn anything about why and what they can do about it. Go on. Yeah, I, I I don't buy that. Okay. Uh, and, and, and from a, from a masses, I don't I I don't I, I actually hate labeling people as masses. Okay. Yeah. Because because each person is an individual, and 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 what what I get in by by that is I say everyone finds Bitcoin in their own way. Yep. Right. Some people re realize, wait, an inflationary monetary system is climate change. Yep. Right. There's no way to grow forever on a finite planet. Mm. Um, and a whole bunch of environmentalists realize, wait, I'm trying to solve the climate from a system that is climate change. Yeah. And they come over yeah. and they start to see Bitcoin. Some people come in through the monetary policy lens. Some people come in because they're so destitute on and so hopeless on an existing system that they see hope in a new system. And so that's the emergent network of, of and, and it doesn't really matter who you are it doesn't care and more and more voices like yours like mine and everything else some people come in from the technology lens some people come in from the more and more voices are are, are 
we're making it stronger and stronger and paving the way for more and more people to understand it. Mm. But the hardest thing, the hardest thing why you had to read, read my book twice, there are, there, are, there are major influencers today in Bitcoin, um, government and, and alike, that have read my book three, four or five times before it actually really clicked. Okay. Because, and, and why is that? Because we build a foundation of knowledge and then we, then we don't question our foundation of knowledge. We build everything on top of that foundation of knowledge. We don't look deeper. We don't, we don't think we need to look deeper mm. until something, mm. in, until something shatters that, that belief. And, and what's happening is Bitcoin is shattering those beliefs in a whole bunch of different ways and forcing people to look, look, look deeper. But, but if you believe inflation is required for a productive economy and you grew up with all of the privilege and access because your house always went up and you saw that and everything else and you believe the narrative that you were taught in school that you must have inflation because mm -hmm. the system required inflation, you're likely not to question that narrative until it starts to, to, to break. And it does, it's just it, uh, until it really starts to break and you enforcing forcing and that's what's happening around the world you you have you have a system change that is imposing a different narrative on people's beliefs and people's beliefs don't change very fast that's what's happening so so are we are we seeing something different this time around do you think more people are now starting to question governments the system and the like i don't know just you know i just feel something... i want to be careful yeah i want to be careful about 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 because a lot of people will be trapped in that system and the the most likely if i if i was playing probabilities yeah the most the most likely probability is is governments convince citizens that it's us versus them yeah and first and first revolution and then war that yep. is the most likely probability i wish i didn't have to say that and if you look through history these events that's where they lead to because how you gain power is you control a, you control people through fear, mm. and you um, and you blame somebody else. Um, it's a it's a human nature thing, and it's very very powerful. Um, why I try not to jump into the fray on Bitcoin as far as turning Bitcoin against other people and everything else, I'm pretty I'd say I'm very I'm completely in. I believe it is the only bridge and everything else. But mm. I try to I try to understand human nature is because I realize how much control over our lives the existing system has yeah. and how we, we don't see how we will change to, to it, it, and I've said this on countless podcasts, but when I think about Nazi Germany and Hitler being elected for the exact same reason, hyperinflation and everything else, I'm going to go and I'm going to, it's those people's problem. We're going to, we're going to eradicate them and give and redistribute and everything else. And I'm going to, take dictator power through a system to do that. I don't think about Hitler. I think about all of the other people who created atrocities to uh, on other human beings. Because they were following result. orders. Because they were following orders or they didn't stand up and say, and, and how powerful um, a group bias is mm. to, to, that we lose our way. And, and we're the same and we're the same humans today as we were 60, 70 years ago. That our, our our biology hasn't changed, so it just shows how uh, so, so it shows how capable we are 
um, of doing great things or terrible things mm. based on an incentive structure of a system. And what I worry about the most for my kids, for the world, is the incentive structure of the existing system takes us to that place. And people's minds change in that place. And they think, and they think they're doing the right thing, the noble thing, and they're not. Um, an incentive structure on Bitcoin takes us to a very different place. Yeah. Um, so that is the choice in, 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 in my mind. But I do also realize how, how, um, how powerful the existing incentives of the world are set up and reinforced on themselves and how powerful that direction is. And so how, so how important people fighting for Bitcoin, how important people advocating for it, for people to, to look deeper and understand it at that level. It's, it's really important. I think that's a really good conversation point, actually, because we all go on about get more this get, you know, this is a price, get more, this is a price. I think, you know, this type of conversation is what we need to get more and more of out there, I think. And that's why I, I'm so impressed with when you're on pods. Um, so where where would you say we are in a potential transition right now? And are you, are you saying that because uh, I, I did I did watch you? Uh, it was you. Was it you and Greg? It was a recent one on Preston's, I think. You Preston. Yeah. Was it Greg? Was it Greg? Probably Greg Voss. Yeah. I, yeah I did, probably Greg Voss. It, it doesn't matter. But you you were saying about you fear that we you know you hope it doesn't come to pass. And Greg's the same. You know we don't want a systemic collapse of the global financial system that would be catastrophic wouldn't it um so are are you saying that whilst we don't want it there's a really high chance that that could be a reality what what yeah. where, where are your parameters so bitcoin today um i think what people miss on it a lot of times is they they're looking backwards on the technology instead of forwards on the technology they they don't understand just like the internet people missed what was happening on the internet most people missed on it because at the time they were measuring the internet that changed communication mm. they didn't see things like what were you doing today yep. they saw it takes a week to download a cat video mm. and, and and so right so remember the dial-up extensions and everything else and how, many, <laughs> and how many people how many people discounted what would happen with the internet yeah. because of because they were they were predicting the present forward yeah. And they didn't believe they didn't understand how they would change everything because of something that reduced friction and 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 and, and became a network effect on it yeah. that's what's happening to bitcoin today mm. so today mm. but today just like the internet in 99 if all retail stores collapsed and you and and you could you couldn't buy your groceries on the internet right if the entire world collapsed on one system the other system wasn't ready to be able to take off the over the release valve. Yeah, and and so we need to think about this transition uh, as as one system that has to collapse, and it's going to collapse in a number of different ways, and and a release valve. And and my hope is that Bitcoin is emerging and getting easier and easier to use and and broader adoption as one system collapses, so that you have a relatively it's still going to be an ugly transition, mm. but you have an, a, a, an easier transition from one system to another. 
Mm. Yeah, you you sort of want a gentle transition of of that process, don't you, really? But, you know, like you say, governments as they are and the wars that have been fought over money and precious metals and so on and so forth to control masses, you know, there's a high probability that that might not happen. I mean, I'm hoping we do have a decent transition. Um, You know, again, in terms of this playing out, you know, for me, I'm early 60s. How do you see this playing out? You haven't got a crystal ball, but... Where are we at in all of this? Oh, it's, it's so, it's so, and that's actually, I think, why it provides a good framework. Hmm. You have exponentially, exponential technology moving one way. And to offset that technology moving one way, hmm. you have to exponentially manipulate money or concentrate power or concentrate wealth power the other, the other, other way. So when does that break? I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, which snowflake causes the avalanche. That's really what you're asking. Mm-hmm. And people will look people when in retrospect, will look at the snowflake instead of the system, but it, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. It's going to, it, when, when, when a, the, the system is completely unstable and we're really, and really what you're asking is which snowflake causes the avalanche. This is really scary stuff, isn't it? You know, when you drill down and you start looking at global financial meltdown, that is absolutely frightening. Well, so so right right now, so so in the la, this is live. So in the last number of days, U.S. is talking about because the inflation is killing people and everything else, and it's in the news every day and everything else. They're talking about um, starting to. Uh, ease back on monetary easing, not stop it, mm. but ease back. Yeah, and you can see the U.S. dollar is strengthening as a result, and the and the and the and 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 it will continue to strengthen if they and the, if they stopped it, the world will collapse. Yeah. The the monetary system of the world will unwind and re- reset all prices. So they won't stop it. They might stop it from some time, and you might get this massive collapse and chaos and then they'll the, the, then they'll come back in and they'll reflate everything because because if they don't reflate everything again what people think is money in their bank is not money in their bank nope it's a, it's, it's 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 credit so if you allow deflation to happen in that system that the system cannot allow what i'm talking about what technology demands that's yeah. really as simple as the system cannot allow what technology demands and so you need a new system to allow what technology demands. Hmm. And this system is going to, to fray badly in a number, uh, but it has to keep printing. You have to exponentially increase the printing, um, which exponentially increases the divide of society, which, which cascades across society. And when, when all of this happens, when it happens in each country, look at what's happening in Turkey today. In in, in in them hitting kind of hyperinflation and their, what's happening to their dollar. And this is just going to cascade around the world, unfortunately. I, I keep saying this to people around me. You know, we we live in the affluent West. And we, don't, 
what and we don't think hyperinflation can come to us and maybe it won't but i just say to people just imagine when you get paid you've got to be paid every day or every week and you've got to go out and spend that as fast as you can because if you don't it's inflated even more as hyperinflation just goes parabolic and then you know you've got a week's wages that won't even buy a meal for the family or you've got a queue for two days to get some fuel in your car and we think we can't ever have that happen in our Western society, but I, I'm starting to think it could. It's, it's, it's normal course throughout the world. Like if you zoom out to what the world looks like when you corrupt money, that's what it, that's what it looks like. We've just live in a, lived in a, in a time where we didn't see that happening in Western societies mostly were the beneficiaries. We exported, Western societies exported that pain to other countries. Um, but uh, but we were the privileged ones that didn't see our currencies collapse because they, uh, but but that unfortunately is, is if you zoom out into an, in a wider view of history, um, it's pretty it's pretty pretty evident. And I think if happen. you think about us living today, pretty well everyone that's alive today has lived in a pretty decent world where. I'm not saying everything's been at your fingertips, you know, because my old, my parents had it quite tough bringing us into the world and stuff. But, you know, we don't know what it's like to have a whole system crumble. I mean, I now know that Richard Nixon did his bit in 1971. I'm aware of the Bretton Woods Agreement in 1944. Whilst I don't deeply understand it all, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we're off the gold standard. We've now got a situation where since 1971, 50 years, we've got money, which is bits of paper backed by absolutely nothing at all. And they can just go yeah, and, and print and it. And it's actually, pro it's probably... Uh, it in fact, that's actually what gave the, the West its advantage as well. It was backed by something. It was backed by oil and a military reserve. So it was after 1971, the trick, the military complex and the trick essentially said, I'm going to price oil in US dollars, which allowed essentially what would have crumbled and created hyperinflation at that time and um, chaos. It allowed it to the extend the game for for a longer time right so that's uh, so effectively what, what that meant is us got free oil because they could print it <laughs> they got free energy and the rest of the countries had to pay, pay for it <laughs> yeah right? yeah yeah yet again this the people at the top near the near the money printer it's the same old thing isn't it you know i've, I've sort of learned so much since i've been in bitcoin the cantillon effect and all this i didn't know what any of this this was so um my question to you is, um, I listened to what Preston was saying about bonds, you know, that I mean, I don't fully understand them, but they're not yielding anything. There's no yield in them. And, you know, they're all in a terrible state across the world. Um, so what, what, you know, loosely, what do we need to see happen within Bitcoin for us to be closer to being ready with those rails if anything did go have you got an idea on it you know just yeah a yeah to totally but i wouldn't actually think about the bond the bonds what preston was saying specifically on the bonds is um what you're dealing with is financial repression right. inflation rate to be able to pay back debt that mm -hmm. can't be paid back mm -hmm. has to be way higher than the interest rate on your uh, for on your bonds for a long time yeah. for a long time so what if people stay in 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 their what they think are safe assets 
they're actually getting killed in those assets. And that has to happen because of the function. That's what he's talking about. What I'm talking about specifically in, in what has to happen in the rails of the network have to get easier and easier to, to use. Okay. The, the UX of the network, yep. the investment and, and, and what's happening on the Lightning Network. If you look at what's happening on El Sal in El Salvador, I'm going to go to El Salvador in, in March. But if you go, um, but if you look at what's happening on the ground there, everybody's paying in Bitcoin. It's it, so you're so so there you have the rails of an economy yeah. that are starting to become easier and easier to use. Mm. That has to happen around uh, around the world, um, and and the velocity. Just like what I said on the internet, as it expands, as more more people come in, it becomes an emergent network. More and people, more and more people invest in it. It becomes more stable. It becomes more people start to transact uh, transact on it. Mm -hmm. And why would they? Because the cost and the benefit is so much higher than using the existing network. But that has to that has to be accelerate um, all around the world to be able to transition. So, do you marvel at the what I call the immaculate conception of Bitcoin? I mean, everything about it. How did satoshi he she they ever come up with this i know there were you know coins you know the byzantine problem they were trying to solve yeah. beforehand I, I know there was other coins adam back you know had a go and several others but how the heck did satoshi bring this to the to the world i, I marvel it, at it yeah i do too but it's it's interesting if you actually follow that history kind of that uh, the technology history of moving into here from the cyber cyberpunks and into into that, and I think that's actually how all innovation happens, right? You put together. Remember the Palm Pilot before yeah. the iPhone? <laughs> yeah, right. dude. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same thing. And 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 and, and, and w when we totally disregard something and go, that's useless, and then all of a sudden, tweak, tweak, and and, and something comes together that looks totally and it changes our world. That's what Bitcoin is. It's an it's a culmination of a whole bunch of things, a whole bunch of a lot of work, and an insight that put a bunch together and said, "Wait, this is what it could look like." Um, and and yeah, it's, it's so when you think about what it is and what it does, and then and then everything on top of that layer on layer two and where it's moving now, mm. it's it's remarkable, remarkable. But it's but I think it's just like all innovation happens. It's it's a, it's a culmination of a whole bunch of things, and at the right time and place, things come together to create something totally different. It's almost like the BlackBerry. I loved it, and then the yeah. Apple, the iPhone comes out, the smartphone comes out with the screen, and I've still got my old BlackBerry in the in the drawer, and I got it out the other day, and it's like, oh my lord, did we really use these things? But we did. So, <laughs> so the, the beautiful thing about what you just said, I will bet anything, you were one of the people in BlackBerry that said no way i'm ever buying an iphone when for iphone first came out right um and, and it just goes to show we think everybody else makes mistakes on technology yeah. because because we won't change our mind but everybody else uh, but but we change when technology gives us something that is is way better um, we change and, and all of our old uh, assumptions go out the window and we move to it. And that's that's what's happening in Bitcoin. It's so much better. It's a breakthrough. We used to ride horses before cars, right? Um, technology, a better technology has come for money. Yeah. Um, and, and it can't be undone. 
um, and and it's and it's it's building on itself and building on itself. And we haven't seen a technology. We've seen technology come for other industries, and we can see and we can see how we change as a result of the other industries mm. what we thought before. But we haven't ever seen technology come for money, and how we might change at the top of the level that's tied to every other decision. And that's what's that's what, why Bitcoin is such a such a phenomenal so, so for people wanting to understand that and look deeper and to understand where it's moving wow is it exciting i've got to ask you a question because i was going to ask it at the top of the show and i forgot firstly i'm going to say happy thanksgiving to everybody that's the other side of the pond i meant to say that at the top of the show and i forgot so happy thanksgiving everyone um i read or i heard you consume 50 books a year is that right i, I do jeff how with my intro everything you do all the boards you sit on you know all these pods how do you do that and i'm i'm really <laughs> serious because i try to go through as many books as i can and you know my brain says you've got to have a life as well how please tell me so i i'll always have one on my nightstand uh, for sure but uh but the um some of the first books I, I read, uh, and this is going back into when I was late teens, I, did, I realized uh, I, I realized that that would be an advantage. My learning rate would be an advantage, yeah. and so how could I hack that? Okay. The first, probably the first three books that I read be, uh, uh, were were speed reading. Okay. So, so, um, so but but then. Um, and I'm I'm trying to do this while I have so so we can uh, so I'll just pull up. So I just pulled up my Audible, but you can understand all that. You take all that yeah. in. Yeah. So that's on that's on three times uh, speed. And and I started at uh, one point five, then I went to two, then I went to two point five, and then I went to three. And and people laugh at it, all, but it, but it but it's actually really easy to comprehend. I, that when I listen to something at one, I can't listen to it anymore. Well, you, uh, you you saying that when I'm listening to YouTube pods, you know the, the ones that you're on, etc. It's always one point seven five x. There's a few yeah. that I can get on two x, but um, one point seven five x is probably the limit. So again, you know you can get. Through through an audiobook quite quickly by doing that which you know which is what I've done with yours and and the others okay. so and you know you do take it in but I think that I think it's key that you don't just read a book once you go back and you delve in again and and they say that the more you develop the more you you you, you listen to a book or you read a book and you go I don't remember that the last time I read it. It's because you've developed. It's because you've started to learn and understand more about your particular subject and your mind opens up to things that you missed before. It's like watching a movie, isn't it? You watch a movie and you think, well, I don't remember that when I watched it a couple of years ago. It's just surely the mind is just developing and opening up to, to more of what you're taking in. That's it, it, that's really interesting, and it actually talk, touches on something else that we talked about on kind of your base layer knowledge that you don't question very often. Yep. You harden you harden those things in your mind, and and other things that contradict those things, they're actually blind to you're completely blind to them because mm. because your your brain doesn't even absorb them. It's like if we're talking at a party, um, you don't notice every other conversation that's going along, but if somebody said, "Hey, Brian." 
all of a sudden you don't notice my conversation, you know somebody else's. Our brains are wired to be able to pick up patterns. We don't know sometimes what the first thing in that started us down so that we even noticed something else. So if you read a lot and a whole bunch of diverse topics and everything else, it's, it's often hard to pick up the book that opened your mind to everything new because it's not doesn't look like that it's what it looks like is a whole bunch of different things that start to you start to see different patterns absolutely fascinating that in itself away from bitcoin and and to be honest with you you know and i'm now talking to my audience you know, I left school at 15. I hated school with no qualifications and I didn't want to learn. I wouldn't pick up a book. I find Bitcoin and I can't leave them alone. So I think <laughs> when you when you find a subject that sort of grabs you here, you end out wanting to get into that rabbit hole. The problem is, Jeff, the rabbit hole has got warrens going off in every direction and you think you're in the hole and there's just hundreds of other holes, isn't, aren't there? That's what's so exciting about it. That is, that is what's so exciting about it because you just keep on, and, and so you see some of these really sharp minds, kind of a, a specific piece of Bitcoin and a specific, uh, and, and you go, wow, that's an interesting layer to this that I hadn't uh, mm. hadn't thought of. So it's a, it, um, again, when you think about technology coming for industries and technology has never come for money like this, yep. how many other things do we take for granted? as a result of uh, of living in the matrix <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, um, and 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 so getting outside that and just question some of your beliefs uh, if you're open to it you just it's 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 wild it's really exciting no it, it really is wild and i just i watched the matrix again recently i haven't watched it since it first came out and because of bitcoin it's like you've got to get in and watch it again and i did and it's like oh god i saw it through a completely different lens it's really yeah. odd it's really bizarre okay jeff i'm very very mindful of your time we discussed that we've got an hour um i want you to talk to my audience in terms of just give them a bit of sound advice that the regular person can get wrap their head around in terms of what they should learn what they should know if they're going to move into bitcoin some of the things that they should take on board uh, loaded I, question I, I, sorry I, yeah no i th i think you just I, I i think you said it at the beginning of your show and i think it's important i think if you're going to look at this if you just um in Bitcoin, people will say, don't trust, verify. Yep. Yep. What that really, and what that is really saying is you have accountability. Yep. And so you have accountability for your own wallet. You have accountability to learn. You have accountability to, to so don't listen to what I'm saying. Don't listen uh, to Brian, what Brian's saying. Maybe take some of it. And if it, if it matches some of, of what you want to be curious a little bit more about, yep. go learn. Yeah. And there are free resources everywhere to uh, everywhere to learn and start learn and 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 Brian I, I, you talked about some of yours on your podcast but they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. the, um, you, you, <laughs> I love what you said about I dropped out of school. Today education's free. Certification isn't free. Mm -hmm. But education's already free. Yeah. And for anybody who wants to learn anything about anything it's it, it's literally all of the knowledge of the world is sitting there in front of uh, front of you for you to go as deep as you want. So I would encourage people to start down that path. Uh, um, if you're going to take a, a bet on uh, uh, Bitcoin, then put a small amount in. Get off zero. Get a get a hard wallet. Get uh, get off zero. Buy uh, buy buy a little self custody, and just watch it. But that'll that'll incent you to start to understand it more. 
from understanding it more, you'll probably uh, you dig deeper and deeper. And who knows, you might be way down the rabbit hole like myself and Brian are. I think, yeah, absolutely. I think it's like anything, whether you want to you know, give up cigarettes, you know, whether you want to give up drinking, you know, whether you want to stop taking drugs, you've got to want to, haven't you? And like you say, I think what, what people should do from, you know, these types of conversations, any other podcast they find, is see if you can find a spark that ignites your thirst to learn. It's got to come from you. It can't come from us. We can say it till we're blue in, blue in the face. You need to get off zero, but you've got to want to. You've got to want to get in and do your own research. I totally agree. Um, Jeff, it's been an absolute blast. Thank you. I appreciate it. Can you stick with me for 30 seconds while I quickly go and finish off the show? People, I'm going to go over to my desktop for a moment. I want to quickly plug this book. I know we're talking of the price of tomorrow, but Matthew's a friend of mine here in the UK. He's got a great book. You can see it here. I've got my copy. Uh, check it out on Amazon, people. Uh, the Beginner's Guide to the Future of Finance is a really good book that explains a little bit about why you should consider Bitcoin. So do check it out. And finally, if I may, before I bring Jeff back up and we close the show, I love quotes and I found this one, which I think is superb. Being with no one is better than being with the wrong ones. Sometimes those who fly solo have the strongest wings. Now, I'm not saying for one minute you need to go and fly solo. I simply mean, in my belief, and maybe Jeff will come from a different perspective, is that you want to surround yourself with people that are sort of like on the same journey as you are. That would be my um, thing. If you can surround yourself with, find some podcasts that you relate to, that you can learn from. I say to people, and I said this to my nephew, I don't know whether he's in the chat. I've got Jeff on and I'm in awe of Jeff and I haven't even looked at the chat. I normally give some of my people in the chat a shout out. So apologies for that on this one. But if my nephew's in the chat, you know, I, would, I said to him, you know, go back to my very first video in April 2018. It was three minutes. It was horrendous. But watch it and watch the, 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 the ones eight minutes, 10 minutes, 12 minutes. And I'm just saying things like, you know, getting it offline and keeping it, you know, in cold storage on a wallet. Why you should look at Bitcoin and maybe not altcoins. And if you did that and whizzed through them in, in a few months, really, you could get yourself up to speed to where I'm at in my understanding, because all I've done is as I've learned from someone, I've tried to pass that on through my show so somebody else can say, hey, I want to know more about that. And that would be my advice to anybody watching this. So, Jeff, um, your link to your Twitter is in the show notes already. Is there anything else you want to add? Do you, anything you want to hand off to the audience before we say goodbye? No, uh, probably that's the best place to follow me just on Twitter at Jeff Booth. Um, and uh, and I, I'd just re reiterate, I'd encourage people look deeper on this. It's, it is important, very, very important. Wow. Jeff, it's been an absolute delight. We've got a couple of minutes to the hour coming up. So thank you, sir. If you just stick around while I put my outro uh, window up and then we'll have a quick 30 seconds afterwards. People, pound the like button, share this out. I implore you. We want more people to um, find these types of videos, particularly the people that are coming into the space that are new, that haven't got a clue. Somebody's told them about it. We want to put as many people on the right path as possible. And I think this conversation with Jeff today has done just that. So Jeff, 
Thank you, sir. People, I will be back on Monday, as always, 6 p.m. London with my UK Bitcoin Master live show. So join me for that. Uh, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, have a great day, morning, afternoon, evening. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys uh, the, over the pond. And I'm going to go with my outro. Jeff, I'll catch you on the other side. I'll be back on Monday, people. Thanks for joining us.